What's going on, everybody? Zach back here with another episode of Clutch Crew Sports. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking all about the NBA restart. So we've got Ask Twitter 2.0, all about NBA, though. And I do actually have an apology to give out before we start the episode, but I'll let the guys introduce themselves. Let me introduce you to the rest of the Clutch Crew. Oh, what's going on, y'all? This sorry, I thought Connor was up. <laughs> My bad. Uh, what's up, y'all? Eric here, your ranting co-host. Haven't had a rant in a while. With you know, not much sports going on. Probably won't be one this episode either. But uh, I'm sure. While I don't want to be upset, I will be looking forward to presenting y'all with some entertainment in the future. But uh, yeah, glad the NBA's back and looking forward to talking about it. What's going on, guys? I'm Connor, the co-host with the most, and you see I still got my Jeopardy trophy. I defended it last time out, so I'm definitely happy about that, but I'm, I am excited. Even though I'm not the biggest NBA fan out of the podcasters, I'm definitely excited that uh, some major sports are coming back and not just like golf and motorsports and stuff, so yeah, yeah. Uh, very excited, but hope, I'm a little bit worried because hopefully the... Uh, MB, the MLB's already got a semi-small COVID outbreak, so hopefully that doesn't happen in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so before, like I said, this is going to be Ask Twitter, uh, all about NBA stuff. Last time we did it, it was mainly about NFL content, but I did say I had an apology to give out, and I'm going to do it now. So either last episode or two episodes ago, I remember making a joke about baseball. I was like, I was like, yeah, baseball's back, big deal, or something like that. <laughs> and uh, it was clearly a joke because I was just, you know, making fun of baseball. But, um, but no, actually, I've watched uh, three out of the four Rays games this year. And I got to say, I mean, it's been pretty lucky with the game quality that I've watched. But I'm actually starting to turn into a baseball fan. I mean, I never thought I'd say it, but... With no sports on, I mean, there's NBA scrimmages going on, but I'm going to start watching the NBA once it actually counts. Uh, but yeah, the, yeah. these MLB games, I mean, I've and I've only watched the Rays because uh, I I don't feel like watching a for a teams I don't support. But um, I gotta say, man, I mean, the there was one game with a walk off win in the tenth inning for the Rays where they came back. They had two outs in the ninth inning and and they scored like four runs to to get it to extra innings and then they won on a walk off. That was crazy. That was like two days ago. And then to, tonight I was watching their game against the Braves and they scored 14 runs. They had a team record amount of strikeouts and they had a inning where they scored eight runs, which was like the most they've scored in an inning since 2015. So I've been getting lucky with the quality <laughs> of baseball I've been watching. Sounds like but, it. Uh, yeah, so uh, sometimes sometimes it can be very boring. So. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I in none of the games I've watched complete from start to finish. But, um, but yeah, I, I gotta say when you have a team to root for, it makes things a lot more fun. And I'm starting to like the Rays players and stuff. I'm starting to know who the players actually are. So, uh, sorry baseball for doubting you, but with nothing else on, I've become a fan. <laughs> don't don't worry, you'll you'll forget about it once the NBA comes back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, if my teams go out in the NBA, I'll have I'll still have a team to root for in the MLB with the Rays. They're doing pretty good. So, <laughs> hey, well, at least you don't have the burden of a uh, 
162 games. Yeah, that's another season. thing too. Like these games matter. These games. Yeah, matter. right. It's not like you know you're two and one, and it's like a oh, big deal. We still have 160 games to go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, really. Um, so that that covers the baseball content. I still don't know much about the sport to talk about on the podcast, but thought I'd mention it. Uh, back to the NBA now, where this episode will will take place. Uh, so we're doing the standard format. Nate's not here. Obviously you would have heard him in the interest. I'll read his, uh, polls. What? But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nate's just been secretly, secretly lurking on the call here and, uh, he's going to just jump in. No, um, <laughs> Kawhi, Leonard, Kawhi Leonard's going to show up. Oh, okay. too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's get things started off with the first poll guys. Uh, this was the one that I came up with and I said, who would be the dark horse contender to win the East? The four choices I put down were Nuggets, Jazz, Rockets, and Mavericks. And I defined dark horse as the other non-LA teams because most everybody believes the Lakers and Clippers are the two best teams in the West. So everybody else is considered like a dark horse. And Nuggets won the poll with about 43% of the vote. Rockets came in second place with 31%, Mavericks in third with 17 and the Jazz with about 9% in last place. And the, the poll got 35 votes, which was nice. And I screenshotted a reply. Somebody said Thunder, question mark. So I'll ask it, Eric. We'll it, talk it about that. It wasn't Eric. <laughs> no, it wasn't Eric. It wasn't Eric. Um, JMACNBA underscore YT was the one who wrote that from Twitter. So when I talk with Eric about this, he'll uh, I'll get his opinion, see if he agrees with that guy that they should have made the list. But uh, for me, I voted Nuggets with this poll, and the Nuggets were the team that won. The Jazz, the the Jazz shouldn't have gotten fourth in this poll though. The Jazz should have gotten second. They yeah, haven't sure. they haven't uh, lived up to the talent on their team, but they definitely have the capability, I think, to to be the second best on this list. And then the Rockets at third, or Rockets should have been third, I think. The thing is, the Rockets, we know what they are. Uh, with the Nuggets, who I voted for, we we are seeing a Nikola Jokic slim down, uh, just looks so much more athletic than he used to. So that might have a big impact. Bull Bull has been lighting it up in the scrimmages. Seven footer, they actually ran a lineup in the scrimmages with all seven footers. Jokic was the point guard. It was pretty crazy, but it was actually effective. Um, so I'm curious to see what the Nuggets do in the playoffs. I voted them. I think they would have the best shot. Uh, young and experienced, but they did get some playoff experience last year, I guess. But with that being said, the Mavericks, they're still way too young, I think. Luka and Kristaps, uh, they still need some more time together. Plus, they're going to be coming in as like the seventh seed, which makes it harder for them. Um so, yeah, I, I had to vote Nuggets on this. Uh, Connor, what about you? Yeah, I definitely voted Nuggets on this. Um, I mean, it just seems like the logical choice because, I mean, they were, for a while, they were actually in second place in the West until the Clippers started to, like, kind of get their mojo back. So the Nuggets definitely, I have to agree there. And I definitely agree that the Jazz should have been second. Um, only 8% of the vote seems like a lot of people are sleeping on them. I think it's a lot of, probably a lot of people that are, like, you know, James Harden and Luka Doncic, like, you know, hype machines and stuff that are voting (laughs) for the Rockets and Mavs when, like, you know, they just kind of forget about Utah. So um, definitely I think the Jazz should have been second on this poll. I would probably argue that I think the Rockets should be last on this poll. 
because um, the Mavericks are definitely young. I mean, Kristaps and Doncic are both mm-hmm. young, but I don't know. There's just something about them that, like, I think they would do better in a playoff scenario just because, you know, Westbrook and Harden seem to never really perform up to expectation in the playoffs. And also, another thing about the Rockets, too, is that, I mean, obviously right now the Mavericks are the seventh seed and the Rockets are the sixth seed, but the Rockets have a really tough schedule, actually, that they're going to be playing, which I think is probably going to drop them below the Mavericks because they have to play the Mavericks. Like, that's their first game. But then they also have to play the Bucks, the Trailblazers, the Lakers, and the Sixers in their games that they're playing. So they're going to have a tough time, I think, crawling out of the seventh seed because, I mean, obviously, whoever's going to be the eighth seed isn't going to catch up to them because they're like eight games behind. Yeah. So they don't have to worry about that. But they're looking like they're going to have a first round date with either the, with like the Clippers or the Nuggets. So I think that's going to be, what's going to take them out first. Yeah. So I would actually argue that the Rockets would should be last on this poll, but of course all the Harden and Westbrook fans are going to vote for them. So, you know, they're going to be second, even though I think that's completely undeserved. Um, but I don't know, Eric, what do you think? And also, I guess we'll ask, I'll ask you about the thunder. What do you think the thunder, where do you think they should fit? Yeah. Did it, should I have left them off? Is the question about that. Uh, you could have maybe put them in over the Mavericks or something, but I, I'm not a, I wasn't upset that they were on, like not on this list. I, I guess what worries me about the Thunder is they were on such a roll before all of the COVID stuff happened and then the cancellation and everything. But I worry that the time away might hurt them a little bit. I don't know if they're gonna be able to have that same fire that they had before the cancellation now if they do then that'll be great for them but the problem is is that all these other teams that were more fatigued or had injured players you know everybody's getting everybody back now and so i do think that's gonna hurt the thunder but uh i'm still optimistic obviously i because probably a lot of people forget that at the beginning of the season, they were spending most of the time in like the 11th or 12th spot out there in the Western conference. And then over a matter of a couple of months, they went on a tear and have moved all the way up to the middle of the pack. So I'm still optimistic for them, but I'm not, you know, I'm not like J Mac in the comments who seem to be upset that you didn't put the thunder in the poll, but, uh, I mean, J Mac, I appreciate you being a Thunder fan, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm fine with it, and I'm pretty much in agreement with you guys. Uh, I I would have voted. I don't think I saw this poll, but I would have voted for the Nuggets if I did. And I'm going to talk about the Rockets a little bit later, but I'm in yeah. agreement with Connor there too. Gotcha. Uh, so my next poll was I, I was, went to the Eastern Conference, and I just did the the straight up classic: who will win the East type of poll. And I the four choices were between the Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, and 76ers. Bucks got 63% of the vote. Raptors with 7%. Celtics with 25%. And 76ers with 5% in last place. So this was really a one-sided poll. Uh, two-thirds Bucks and then about a quarter for the Celtics with 57 votes. So I, I believe out of all the polls, this one had the most votes on it. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, Connor, is, can you turn your mic off real quick? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. That's better. Um, so 
I actually, you know, it won't be a surprise to to you guys, but I I would have voted Celtics on this poll. Uh, I really just don't trust the Bucks when it comes to playoff situations because I feel like the Celtics have the defensive capabilities. They have the players to stop Giannis. And the thing is with Giannis, and we've talked about it before, but they're they're going to go all all out for making making him beat them from the three point line, and I think he's got the trigger to 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 pull up the threes. Um, I'm not saying he's a bad three point shooter or anything, but it's definitely not the strength of his game right now. And another thing that worries me about Giannis is his free throw shooting. It seems to be not very good. Don't know the exact numbers, but from what I've watched, it's not it's not a good free throw shot he has. So I think he's really going to be, I think, tempted with the three point shot. And the Celtics, uh, they beat the Bucks in the regular season. They're one of the teams that has the Bucks have such a good record. And and another thing too is the Bucks. I feel like are going to be really complacent. Uh, I think they they're a little full of themselves for having the best record in the NBA and everything. I think it can be dangerous um, to just go out there and assuming you're going to win because you've won like 80% of your games. Uh, <laughs> and so, and, and I just really think I like the Celtics better as a team. I think they've got more depth than the Bucks do. So if I had to, to pick right now who I think, I think the Celtics would come out of the East. I'm just, I've never been a big Bucks fan with, with their team and, uh, the regular season is great and all all the stats you pull up in the regular season is all great, but got to see it in the playoffs, and I haven't seen it yet with Giannis. Um, Tatum did have a really emerging playoffs his rookie year. Uh, a lot of injuries and stuff happened his second year, but I think this is the Celtics' time right now. They've, all, they've been so close for like the past five seasons. Uh, LeBron really killed them a lot, but... Uh, now that LeBron's gone, I think the Celtics have the confidence and ability to to come out and win the Eastern Conference. But uh, let's go over to the guy applying to be Giannis's agent, Connor, and uh, hear what he uh, thinks. <laughs> I, didn't I was that. wondering where you were going. Yeah, I was wondering where you were going with that. Well, obviously, according to what you know, Zach said. Oh, wait, that, I gotta get I gotta get my popcorn ready, guys. <laughs> well, well, we'll probably get. Uh, I'll we'll save this debate for later because I've got a poll related to Giannis yeah. later, so we can do this later. But I would have, okay. as Zach said, I would obviously have taken the Bucks. I mean, I think it's really going to be the key for them is going to be not so much Giannis because I don't think Giannis is going to be what brings them down. It's going to be they have to find a reliable number two. Like it's got to be. Middleton's got a really, I mean, really Middleton is what I'm trying to say here. He needs to step up yeah. as like a reliable number two because Bledsoe and Brooke Lopez aren't going to do that every night. So it's got to be Chris Middleton considering they just gave him that new contract too. Like it's got to be Chris Middleton. That's got to step up and say, you know, I'm the number two guy. Cause I remember we talked about this, like with the Raptors and the finals last year, like that we weren't sure that they had a true number two, but it was really like Siakam that really stepped up and was that mm-hmm. number two. So Middleton's now got to do that for the Bucks. Um, I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Raptors mainly because, you know, like, obviously I agree with the 76ers being last because they haven't proven anything so far this season. I know they're going to have everybody healthy, but they really still haven't proven anything. So, but with the Raptors, I mean, other than not having Kawhi Leonard, pretty well everybody on that team is like still mostly the same from the championship winning team last year. I mean, Siakam, Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry, 
like obviously we know how we all feel about Kyle Lowry here, but um, you know, all these guys are the same and they're all, you know, they were all there. So they have that experience. They're not going to be overwhelmed by the, the moment because they know what it's like. So I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Toronto Raptors. You know, they were the big surprise this year and I think they're going to continue that. And that experience is really what's going to carry them. I, st- I still don't think they're going to beat the Bucks, but I definitely think they're better than the Celtics. The Celtics are obviously number three, but I think the Raptors, actually, I would give more credit to than the Celtics. Um, so I don't know what – I'll turn it over to Eric now. Eric? Sorry, I had to mute my mic for a second. I forgot to oh, mute okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to I'm going to agree with O'Connor here for the most part, but – I definitely, in the sense of the Raptors, they're kind of my sleeper team to possibly take the whole thing. I have been very impressed with them this season. Like Connor said, going into the season, people had such low ex- excuse me, people had such low expectations for the Raptors going into the season after Kawhi left. Everyone was like, "Oh, cross them out. They're not going to do anything." But you know, they're sitting up there at number two in the East right now. They've had a really good season. They've made great adjustments without him. And kind of like what Zach was talking about in terms of the Celtics' possibility of being able to stop Giannis, I think the Raptors can do it too. I mean, if I broke down the film in an earlier episode. I don't, I couldn't even tell you what episode that was a long time ago, but I broke down that film on how the Raptors stopped Giannis and how they game plan so perfectly for him. So I, while I would, if I was voting, I mean, I still think the Bucks had the best chance, but I like the Raptors. They're a team. I just enjoy watching them and I will be definitely keeping an eye on them, you know, going into this playoffs here and seeing how they do. I'm, really excited for them and if they get matched up against the bucks again that's going to be a great series so but we'll we'll see yeah for sure um i uh going back to the raptors though i gotta disagree with both of you guys i don't think they're gonna make a splash i think they're honestly like a better version of the thunder for the east where they're kind of overachieving but uh they siakam's great and all but it's just hard for me to think that that would be enough to win the East. You know how I feel about Lowry, but um, Lowry hates. That's going to be the key. That's going to be the playoff. That's, Lowry, that's going to be the key, right? <laughs> playoff playoff Lowry is so bad. Um, so, well, I really think Kawhi did was like so much more valuable for them uh, in last year's playoffs. I mean, because Siakam. He, I don't even think he was a reliable number two because he had off nights in the finals. We were always saying, like, oh, it's uh, Van Vliet's night or it's Lowry's night or it's Siakam's night. But uh, he stepped up big this year. But uh, I'm still skeptical of the Raptors in the playoffs without a superstar. Um, so th- those are my two polls, though, guys. We'll move on yeah. now to Eric's. Eric, introduce us to your polls. Okay, so... My first one, I, get, I didn't word this as great as I should have, think looking back on it, but I said which of these high-expectation teams has the biggest threat of being eliminated first from the playoffs? And I guess the way I should have worded it would have been, like, which of these teams would have had the you know biggest chance of possibly being eliminated in the first round? 
And also by high expectation, I meant teams that came into the season with really high expectations, but have maybe some of them have maybe underperformed a little bit. So that was, but of course, not all the teams in the choices have. So it's kind of a complicated thing, but uh, so my choices were the 76ers, the Rockets, the Raptors, or the Nuggets. And the 76ers got the most votes with 44%, although I didn't get a ton of votes on this one, but the Rockets had the least amount of votes at 11%, and then the Raptors and Nuggets both had 22%. They were tied. So I definitely am in agreement with it not being the Raptors or Nuggets. I don't think either of them are going to get eliminated really early or anything. But for me, it comes down to more so the 76ers or the Rockets. And while the 76ers got the most votes, I really think it should be the Rockets that should have gotten the most votes. That's who uh, that's who I voted for. Um, and the reason being, kind of like what the guy said earlier, like Zach said, we know who they are. Russ and James Harden are both known for underwhelming in the playoffs most throughout most of their career. And... And before, I don't. I swear, if someone hits up my inbox and tells me about how many triple doubles they get, I <laughs> you're blocked. Okay, I, triple doubles. Well, Harden doesn't they, get them. It's Russ that gets them. Well, Harden Harden, just get, Harden just gets all the points. Yeah, I mean, Harden got them. A, he got them more early. Or be like, oh, well, he had forty five points and twelve assists. But yeah, it was on like sixteen of sixty shooting and. He also had 11 Half turnovers. of them were free throws. And he also had 11 turnovers. Yeah, from, like, the buck chin flopping and all that crap. That he did. Like, I just – I said there wasn't going to be a rant this episode, but this is kind of turning into one. But I don't know. I just – I guess, I mean, I like, I'm friends with people here that are Rockets fans, and, like, I'm cool with them. But when I – the way Rockets fans on Twitter are, they – I can't even deal with them, dude. I, I just can't. You can't have so, a uh, a civil but, conversation with them. <laughs> no, I can't. But like, like, and then like Connor said too, they have the possibility of falling down to the seventh seed and having to face a team like the Clippers or something in the first round, and which would not be well for them. But I don't really like their chances against any of the teams that are in front of them. Like, even if they somehow moved up, uh, the Thunder actually played really well against them in their games in the season. Like if they moved up and got to face a team like the Thunder or something, I don't think they would beat them. I don't think they would beat the Nuggets. I don't think they'd beat the Clippers. And the Jazz are more of a stout defensive team, which is good against players like who are more reckless like Russ and Harden are. So I don't think the Rockets could beat anybody that's in front of them. So I feel like they have a very strong chance of getting eliminated in the first round. So that's why I picked them there. But um, uh, Connor, we'll start with you. I know you, you talked about the Rockets earlier. Like, do you agree with my opinion here? Or do you think it could be a different team that gets out first? What do you think? Yeah, I'm actually pretty much in agreement that it, I would think I would have voted the Houston Rockets on this just because like we all said earlier, I mean, the fact that because at least with the 76ers, like they're getting every everybody's going to be healthy. Like I know they've underwhelmed, but I mean, you know, when you have your core of like, you know, Simmons and Bede, Harris and Horford, when they're all healthy, like the 76ers can be a really good team if they can have all that together. And also the fact that they're probably going to end up drawing somebody like, um, you know, when they get to the playoffs, since they're kind of hanging around the middle part of the East, you know, they're probably going to 
draw somebody like you know the 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 Heat or the Pacers or somebody like that. I mean, they might draw the Celtics um, if they can't move up ahead of Indiana, but they're probably going to draw the Heat, which I would trust the 76ers more so against the Heat than I would trust the Rockets against the Clippers. So, and also, like I said, with everybody coming back, and you know, they could possibly move up to the fourth seed and then get somebody like Indiana, or, you know, or it's basically going to be Indiana or Miami is what I'm saying. It's probably not going to be Boston. So the Rockets for sure, I think are going to be the one that gets eliminated. I think the Raptors and Nuggets are both pretty safe, um, especially with the fact that the Raptors, I mean, I think Brooklyn could be dangerous, but I don't think they're going to challenge the Raptors. And also the Nuggets are probably going to draw somebody, you know, like the Rockets or the Mavericks, which I don't see them posing a problem for them either. So I'm definitely in agreement that, it would be the Rockets. Uh, but what do you think, Zach? Do you think it would be the Rockets or maybe like the Sixers or somebody else? Yeah, so I voted 76ers on the poll, and that's that's the team I'm going with because uh, they've just shown a lot of inconsistency throughout the year. And the thing is about the Rockets, too, is um, while I don't think they're going to go far or anything, they do have the potential to get real hot um, shooting-wise and... That's that's scary. And another thing, too, I've heard from some players, uh, especially some Magic players, were saying how no fans in the stands um, and everything makes the uh, the shooter's perspe- um, perception, depth perception, sorry for stumbling that, their depth perception a lot better. So he said that he anticipates just shooters across the league are going to have a better shooting percentage which would be beneficial for the Rockets. I don't think the Raptors or Nuggets should win this poll because they're going to draw probably pretty easy matchups. And the thing is, is the 76ers will probably end up drawing the Heat or the Celtics, I think. And the Celtics, I think, is an automatic loss. But uh, the Heat, I think, really could beat the 76ers. I mean, Jimmy Butler is going to be determined as ever to beat his former team. And I can see the Rockets ending up playing someone like uh, someone like OKC maybe or uh, Utah, something like that. They have a chance. I they this is really close, but I'm I'm leaning 76ers honestly. Um, so that's that's my vote. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, I, that would have been my second choice. So it wasn't like oh yeah, for sure, for sure, reach or anything. <laughs> it was um, definitely between those two teams. Now my other one to turn the attention on who's going to win or get awards a little bit of a different poll here uh i posted are you worried that the nba will get canceled again due to coronavirus so my choices were nope not worried at all a little but not too bad or totally worried and so a little but not too bad won the poll at 40 percent second place was totally worried at 33 percent and then Nope, not worried at all, got 26%. So for the most part, there definitely is worry amongst the people that voted at least some. And when I voted on the poll, when I made it, I voted a little but not too bad. That was where I initially stood. But then after hearing about some of these players from the Miami Marlins baseball team that got coronavirus and stuff like that, that kind of concerns me a little bit more. And moves me more really into the totally worried category. Uh, I guess it's just going to depend on how, I don't know if they've set, figured out some kind of policy on like if a certain amount of people get it, they're going to stop or if 
what they're going to do. I know they've got plans in place where players have to go into quarantine if they get it and stuff like that. But it's definitely scary. And, of course, with basketball compared to all of these other sports that have come back, you know, there's going to be the most close and physical contact, you know, between these players compared to any other sport that's come back so far. So I feel like the risk of basketball players getting it is a lot higher than some of these players from other sports, be it even that there have been athletes in these other sports that have still been getting it. So it's definitely scary. And to me, it's a big possibility, but obviously I hope it doesn't happen. So Zach, I'll start with you this time. Uh, are you, do you think that the season could get canceled again? Uh, no, I don't. I, I was totally opposite of you, Eric. I voted. Nope. Not worried at all. Because I was surprised more people didn't vote that because the bubble has been working. I mean, the difference between the NBA and the MLB is uh, the MLB players go out, you know, there's no checks on them. They can go wherever, uh, back to their homes or whatnot. And the thing is, is the NBA players are all quarantined in the bubble. And once they're there, you know, and, and the theory of it is that, you know, nobody new comes in with the virus, then there's no way the virus can come about kind of like some islands. Uh, Hawaii is a case where uh, they're isolated and, and have done pretty well with the virus overall. But uh, so that's why I'm not worried at all. And the NBA is very strict about the policy. I mean, they still do tests regularly. You see a lot of the coaches and stuff wearing masks. Um, they have been very strict about their guidelines. And anybody coming in automatically has to get like four negative tests and they're still quarantined for like 10 days. So I think the NBA is like overly cautious with their bubble. Honestly, it's probably the safest place in Florida. Oh, yeah. That's um, probably a, probably the best way to do it then. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's out of I, honestly, the, the resort at Disney is probably the safest place uh, Corona free in Florida. So uh, I'm not worried at all about something happening um, They're They've been on top of it. Nobody's really testing positive. Uh, so I don't I don't think it'll get canceled. Connor, what about you? Yeah, I'm probably going to. Well, it's funny here because I guess I'm going to split the difference here because <laughs> Eric was in the totally worried and Zach was in the not worried at all. Um, I voted a little but not too bad just because mainly because of what Zach said, like, you know, with the MLB, there's no bubble like they can just go wherever they want to. So it was kind of like a foregone conclusion that something was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like they just I don't think they planned very well. They were just like, oh, you know, we'll just go ahead and do this. And, you know, it's going to be fine. But I think that was kind of stupid to do that. So my main thing why I'm still a little bit worried is just because everything to do with this whole you know, COVID-19 has just been so unpredictable that, like, I just have a, you know, there's just that chance that something could happen. Like, you know, these players got to get food and stuff somehow. So maybe, like, who knows? Maybe this one person that... You know, when because the other thing too is that who knows if there's going to be like false negative tests. So who knows? Yeah. Maybe this person yeah. going out getting groceries or whatever, like you know, somehow gets it and they come back and like you know, they test negative, but then you know, symptoms start to develop and who knows? Like I, just there's just unpredictability. But definitely, what you said it is a very controlled environment, so the likelihood of that happening is definitely a lot lower than it would be for some other sports. I mean, I, I think the NHL was very smart to adopt a similar thing being in Toronto, especially being in Canada with the NHL where like, it seems like people are a little bit more concerned about it than the people in the U S. So, um, 
but yeah, I I'm definitely just like a little bit worried, but I'm not too terribly worried about it. I think it'll go on as planned, and I think it's going to be a really good thing for you know just the country as a whole to finally have yeah. the NBA back, and you know maybe they and maybe they can set a model for the NFL because obviously. You know, the I, ML the MLB is setting a model of what not to do, and the NBA yeah, is hopefully going to set a model of what the, to do. Obviously, with the NFL, it's going to be a little bit tougher because you have a lot more people. But like, mm-hmm. you know, they can try and adapt parts of it to maybe you know make things a little bit better. But who knows? But I'm not as worried as Eric is. Yeah, Eric seems pretty worried about it. Um, but all right, <laughs> well, you know, wait, dude. The way this year has gone, I mean, gosh, you <laughs> never know what could happen. Yeah. Well, well it, it, hey, at least on the positive side, the vaccine trials are going good. So, you know, we're getting there. Maybe, maybe. A little uh, <laughs> quick baller on a budget shout out. That reminds me then if you uh, if you took my advice and bought Pfizer a few weeks ago, you're probably feeling pretty happy about that. So definitely might want to keep looking into that because if that vaccine works, they are going to skyrocket. <laughs> definitely all right connor share us your two nba polls yeah so we'll go on to mine now so we'll start with the first one just the classic i mean zach had the you know who's gonna win the eastern conference but i went the more generic route because one of us had to have this so yeah who will win the nba title so i had the bucks the lakers the clippers and i had an other zach mentioned that maybe in the future i shouldn't do that um because maybe then i'll get more comments about teams that get left off um I would say if I were to if I would have put a fourth team on here, I probably would have put the Raptors just because I would have put like the top two seeds. Yeah. Um, but not surprising to me, the Lakers got the most votes at fifty four point two percent. I mean, all the LeBron fans out there obviously think the Lakers are going to win. I mean, for, for good reason, the Lakers definitely have a really good chance. Um, but it's not surprising to me at all that they won this poll. Twenty five percent for the Clippers. 12.5% for the Bucks, and then 83 for the other. So there were two people, that, like I did the math, there were two people <laughs> that hit other. And I'm just curious as to wonder, we were, I was joking about this with the guys, that maybe one of those people that clicked other was one of those people that said that the Pacers would win the NBA title in my previous poll. So that's not going to happen. I mean, uh, if it wasn't so obvious, I'd say I'd lock it, but I don't feel like that's a challenging <laughs> enough lock to make. So I'm yeah, not going to yeah. do that. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, if you have been listening to this podcast from the beginning, you'd know that my opinion would be the Bucks. I mean, I said it from the outstart at the start of the NBA season, I had a Bucks Lakers final and I said the Bucks would win. So I'm going to stick to that. I'm not changing course. I think the Milwaukee Bucks are going to win the NBA title. And, you know, I think Giannis is going to prove a lot of people wrong. And including I think, me then. <laughs> including Zach. But, Pointing which, people Prove people wrong. Cough, cough, Zach. (laughs) (laughs) But um, which if you see my other poll on here, we're going to get to that in a second. But um, if I had to go between the Lakers and Clippers, like, you know, since the Bucks are going to be who I think I would actually probably at this point, like I'll stick with my prediction that the Lakers are going to go into the finals. But I'm a little more concerned about that now than I was back then. I definitely think the Clippers are a serious threat um they've definitely gotten better as the season's gone on so i'm not as confident about the lakers going to the finals as i was but i am still going to stick to it um but what do you think i'll start with zach all right so i i'm actually gonna change my vote because uh back before the season stopped i would have said clippers um when the nba bubble orlando tournament got announced i would have said clippers 
And this weekend, I would have said Clippers, but now I'm saying Lakers. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's really because... Wait, what was that? I just said interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it just... They're, they're obviously, the big breaking news with this is the Lou Williams story about you know him going to the Gentleman's Club in Atlanta, and then now he's got a 10-day mandatory quarantine before he can come back on the court. And... That, I think, is the ultimate, like, I was actually leaning more Lakers um, than Clippers, and then that kind of took it over the edge to me for the Lakers, because so far what we've seen in this bubble, at least just from from my perspective, watching some of the scrimmages between the Lakers and Clippers, the Magic have played both them, so I've seen both Lakers and Clippers, Um, one, the Lakers look so much more like a team just having fun. I mean, you see LeBron and AD just like cheering and jumping up and down for these uh, guys who have never played really before, like scoring their first points and Dwight Howard making jokes with everybody. And it just seems like the ultimate team camaraderie is super high. Uh, it just seems like the Lakers um, got it. I think they did get a good break because LeBron really needed a rest and he's got the rest now. And if there's, you know, LeBron gets a lot of criticism, but there's, if there's one thing uh, he doesn't get criticism for, it's how he prepares himself and with his body and everything like that. He's not um, having any kind of issues with being unprepared physically for this challenge ahead. And with his age, he got a long rest, which was much needed for him. And so you've got all this good stuff going on for the Lakers, all this positivity, all this, you know, we're a team sort of thing. Like Alex Caruso, he even, a guy who doesn't even play that much for them, he chose not to go to his sister's wedding because it would have been a 10-day quarantine for him if he had left and come back. But he chose team over family there. Um, So the Lakers seem like they're just having a really strong commitment towards each other and really united, whereas the Clippers... um, with the whole Lou Williams thing, I mean, honestly, I'm surprised he didn't get banned from the coming back. I'm surprised the NBA even let him come back after finding out that he broke the quarantine orders and all that. Um, this And another thing, too, is it's fracturing the team. And the team was already fractured before that. Zubach had coronavirus, it turns out. I just looked that up. And he's finally just now getting back to the court. Same with Landry Shamit. He's just now getting back to the bubble. Um, for I don't know if he had coronavirus or not, but it seems like so many of the Clippers players have either had coronavirus or are late to get into the bubble, or we just don't know what's going on with them. And we saw it in the scrimmage the other day where Kawhi shot what was it like three of sixteen and zero of eight, and people are saying it was like the worst performance by Kawhi that they'd ever seen. And it's really I think a sign of betrayal from Lou Williams because uh, it just seems like the Clippers are falling apart as a team. Uh, I think they had a real good thing going before the season stopped and now uh, with the Lou Williams thing, I mean he's definitely their third best player in their team. Uh, They call him Sweet Lou Williams. What he did was not so sweet. I'll just say that, but (laughs) I I had to throw that in there. Um, It's the Clippers are just falling way down, in my opinion. I'm not even sure if they'll make it to the Western Conference Finals. I think Denver might beat them now. 
And I'm more optimistic and more positive about the Lakers. And you know how I feel about the Bucks, so I wasn't going to vote them. I'm saying Lakers-Celtics <laughs> finals, throwback, throwback-style Lakers win it. That was my prediction. Eric, what about you? <laughs> Let's hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't need to see the Lakers and the Celtics in the finals for the 1800th time. Uh, so hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, hey, at least you're not going to get yeah. Warriors and Cavs. <laughs> <laughs> true, yeah. true. I'm gonna, I'm kind of gonna pull a Connor here and just, I mean, stick with my original prediction. I mean, Zach brings up a lot of great evidence here, but I, I not, actually, I, yeah, on. my original prediction was the Lakers in the beginning of the season too. So I just want to throw Lakers, that out Lakers there. and Sixers. I think was your prediction? yeah Lakers and Sixers. Obviously, I changed the whole Sixers thing, yeah, but my, uh, my the, I did pick the Lakers to win it. So. Mine was Clippers and Sixers, yeah. so I, I, while I've also changed from the 76, I've changed from them a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, am I was gonna, looking like I the smart one, not picking the Sixers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am going to stick with the Clippers, though, because I, I mean, I'm not going to let a scrimmage game affect how I feel about a team. Players have bad preseason games in the NFL all the time. And then people are like, Oh, this guy's done and don't draft him in fantasy. And then look what happens. So I'm not going to worry about a off shooting yeah. from Kawhi Leonard in a preseason scrimmage game. Like, and it's good that the Lakers players are having fun and, you know, goofing off and stuff. Cause again, you know, it's a scrimmage game, so they don't need to take it seriously, but I am still going to stick with the, with the Clippers, uh, Hopefully they can get over this whole Lou Williams thing and all that stuff. But I, I still feel like they, if they can get it together, that I still feel like they are the best team if their chemistry is there. Now, a concern I do have for the Clippers, though, is they did kind of start off the season a little slow. And it took them a little with Paul George being out at first and then and then Kawhi taking rest days. It seemed like they had a hard time getting it going at first. So, but now that everybody's back, hopefully they can use these regular season games that really for them, aren't going to matter to kind of get it going again and then be ready to go come playoff time. But I will, I'm definitely not as confident with this pick as I was at the beginning of the season, but kind of like how Connor's sticking with his guns. I'm going to, I've already backed out of one team that I picked to win the finals. <laughs> so I'm not going to back out of both. Uh, sticking with the Clippers. All right, all right. So then we get to the second poll here, and it is how will Giannis do in the playoffs? So we had Finals MVP, very good, but no MVP, which got the most votes at fifty five point six percent. Average and poor. Um, I mean, unsurprisingly, in my mind, like I, I was pretty sure the very good but no MVP was going to get the most votes, and that Finals MVP was going to get the second most. Um, but since this has been a topic of debate between Zach and I, I'm going to let Eric share his opinion first, and then Zach and I can get into our stuff. <laughs> good, yeah. uh, good idea. <laughs> well, see, I already know what Connor and Zach, or what their, I can already guarantee I know what their votes are. And <laughs> not surprisingly, my vote is, well, maybe Zach voted very good, but no MVP, but I feel like he probably voted for average, but well, actually I, he I, did. Cause that's uh, you, you can see, see the check vote right there. Okay. That makes sense. That <laughs> it makes it sense. gives it away. <laughs> okay. I didn't even think about that, but yeah. So, but I, shockingly to no one, I am in between the two of them. I, I do think he will do well. I think he's, he should hopefully by now have, you know, learned from his mistakes and previous playoff experiences that he's had where he's 
had some not as good performances. So I think he's definitely going to do better. But at the same time, you know, I do agree with Zach that I I don't think the Bucks are going to win it all. So and they're going to have to win it all for him to get Finals MVP. So I don't think he's going to get there. But I also don't necessarily think he's going to do as bad as Zach is going to think that he's going to do. So I voted very good, but no MVP. Uh, I looked through my pantry. Unfortunately, I don't have any popcorn. So, I'm, <laughs> but I am. I am. Uh, yeah, fudge rounds at least. <laughs> I do. I do. Maybe I'll get that. But yeah, if, uh, so if you're li- if you're listening right now, do not go anywhere. You are about to be seriously entertained. I guess Connor, <laughs> since this is your, since Connor, since this is your poll, uh, I'm assuming I'm assuming you're going first. So I'll let you take it away here. All right. Well, yes, obviously, like Eric said, he's going to split the difference. I would say finals MVP because I think the Bucks are going to win it all. Um, I would definitely, if I didn't think the Bucks were going to win, I would definitely do what Eric would do, like very good but no MVP, just because in my mind, I think I mentioned this earlier, like if the Bucks don't have success, it's not going to be Giannis's fault in my mind. Kind of like how in the, in the finals between, you know, or in that series between the Warriors and the Thunder, how, like, it wasn't Kevin Durant's fault. Like, Kevin Durant did all he could, but, like, it was really Russell Westbrook and the rest of the team that let the Thunder down. I feel like that's going to be what's going to happen with the Bucks if they don't win. It's not going to be Giannis. He's going to still be putting up, like, 35 points and 12 rebounds or whatever, and it's going to be Middleton and Bledsoe and Lopez that are going to be underperforming. So mainly because the thing is, like how Zach mentioned, that not having the crowd noise is going to make the shooters better. Giannis already has a career high in three-point percentage this year. I feel like that's going to make him better from up behind the three-point line. It does concern me if he starts to shoot too many of those. I think he needs to stick with his, you know, tried and true, just getting to the basket. You know, obviously that's where he's at his best. His mid-range game is actually pretty – It's I think it's very underrated. People don't really talk about that, but he's got a great mid-range game. And also – Obviously, the biggest dent on him this season, whereas he's had career highs and pretty much everything else, points, three-point percentage, rebounds, assists, like career highs, It's he's had, had a pretty much near, not quite a career low, but very near a career low in free throw percentage. And I think not having the crowd noise is definitely going to help him a lot with that. And honestly, you know, when these players have been working throughout the offseason, he's had a lot of time to work on his free throw game and make it better because... Obviously, if anyone knows better than anyone else what his biggest flaw is in free throw shooting, it's Giannis. He knows that that's his biggest flaw. So I feel like he's had a lot of time to work on that and make it better. And again, like I said, if it, if they get brought down, it's going to be because of the other players. It's not going to be Giannis's fault. And I'm so happy, so, so happy that I'm finally going to get an answer to my Giannis <laughs> MVP prediction because I've been I was so, so salty when the season got stopped and I was like, man, like I want to know the outcome of this. Like, am I a genius or, you know, did I fall <laughs> just short? So I'm ready. I'm so glad that I'm finally going to get an answer to that. Um, but yeah, I think he's going to be finals MVP because I don't see anybody else on the books that would be the finals MVP if it wasn't Giannis. I mean, I don't see anybody taking over a game like he does on that team. I mean, maybe Middleton could maybe do it like once or twice, but it's going to be kind of like Kawhi with the Raptors. Like, you know, there was no question that if the Raptors won the title, it was going to be Kawhi that was the finals MVP. And I think that's the same way with the Bucks. There's no question that if they win, Giannis is going to be the MVP. So I've said my part for now. I'll let Zach say his part. <laughs> yeah, but before I get into my reasoning, I just want to say, 
Mr. Asatakumpo, if you're listening to this, you need to hire this man to be your future agent because he will debate anybody <laughs> on any part of your game and defend you. Uh, you can be one of those guys that goes on the talk shows and, uh, you know, be your, like Giannis's man. <laughs> to hey, man, I, I would love that. That'd be some good money. I'd be making. <laughs> it would. So Giannis, give, give my cousin a job here. <laughs> I'll move to Milwaukee. I'll do it. <laughs> uh, all right. You're going to have to leave the podcast then. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> um, okay. All right. All right. Let me get into to my uh, to my reasoning. So I voted average, as you heard earlier. And I'll explain that pretty simple here. When Giannis goes against either the Orlando Magic, Brooklyn Nets, um, those type of teams, he's going to be very good, okay? I'm not going to dispute that. I'm not going to say, oh, the Bucks are going to get swept in the first round or anything like that. He's going to do what Giannis... <laughs> he's going to do what he does and put up those crazy numbers and, and roll through and probably sweep those teams. So that part is not what I'm disputing about. My part is... When the rubber meets the road and the Bucks are playing either the Raptors or the Celtics or Heat or somebody good, um, when stuff actually matters and like we're like, okay, now it's really the playoffs. Um, when that starts to happen, I think Giannis is going to get exposed like he did last year against Toronto. And in that Toronto series, he just flat out played average. I would say he played good at some times and poor at other times. And canceled that all out. He played average. So to really not... And and I will actually say this, too. I'm actually on the side where he's either going to be average and play like he did last year and get exposed and lose in the conference finals or something. And I don't think it's... I don't think if... Also, if he plays at a finals MVP level, I think that they win the finals because they have the best record in the NBA. They're like... I don't know what the record is, but I know it's definitely the best. So if he plays at that MVP finals level, there's no chance I think they lose. I think middle I think Connor's underestimating Middleton. Um Middleton, maybe you can sign me as your hype guy, but uh 50, <laughs> Middleton's on pace. It's not this is very rare to see in the NBA, but he's about to join the fifty or the forty fifty ninety club, which is forty percent from three. 50% from the field and 90% from the free throw line. That's a very exclusive club. I know it's a kind of weird stat, but uh, he really gets under. I think Chris Milton gets so much underestimated because everybody sees the dunks by Giannis, 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 Giannis. If Chris Milton was on any other team, he would, he would be a number one on most teams, I think. So I don't have any fear about him not showing up. He's going to do his second Robin sort of thing for Giannis. The rest of the team, they're kind of deep. Uh, I think they'll be fine. But the deal is either Giannis is either going to put keep them on pace to win the finals like they're supposed to, or he's going to play less than he's playing right now. And that's going to be the reason why they lose the finals. I think it's totally up to Giannis. Um, either he keeps the pace that he's going and they'll win finals MVP and he'll, he'll get that recognition and all that and all have to grudgingly come on and uh, apologize and all that, but um, and acknowledge my <laughs> wrongs. Or he's going to have inferior play, and he's going to be average. He's going to be good sometimes, poor sometimes, 
I think it's going to average out to average. Uh, I like how I were phrased that right there, but um, <laughs> yeah, so I think I think when the rubber meets the road, it's going to be average. I guess if you took the entirety of the playoffs, um, he'd be very good, even if he uh, lost in the conference finals, because he's going to do his things against the Magic and stuff. They're not going to stop him. But um, when I'm saying really, when the playoffs really start, when we think about the playoffs, I think it's going to end up being average. So that's my reasoning and explanations for the the Giannis situation um hopefully got cleared up (laughs) yeah no definitely definitely I mean I will say um I do think I mean I do maybe agree with you that I am maybe underestimating like Middleton and stuff Mm -hmm. um but I just think that with Giannis at least that he's I think he's gonna learn from his mistakes because if you're a truly great player then because maybe if this had been last, I mean, because obviously I we didn't have this podcast uh, during the conference finals last year. We had it during the NBA finals, but not before that. So mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have been this hyped about Giannis last year, just because like I wasn't you know too familiar with him, and obviously the Bucks didn't have too much playoff experience. But I think definitely this time around, I think he's hungrier and more motivated to learn from his mistakes after because the same thing was happening last year. Like they were the best team in the NBA, mm-hmm. and you know, everybody was expecting them like, cause, and obviously the Lakers weren't around, you know, last year yeah. because the Lakers weren't in the playoffs. I mean, they really were like the best team in the NBA last year. So, and I think losing was just a huge, huge disappointment for them. It was like, you know, how did we blow this? It, and they know, had a two Oh lead also. Right. And they had a two Oh yeah. lead. It was just like, you know, this was our championship for the taking, Yeah, you know, as long as we could get past the Warriors and we completely blew it, which, I mean, honestly, they probably, if they had gotten past the Raptors, they probably would have beaten the Warriors given all the injuries that they had. So they know that, you know, they blew it last year. And I think that just losing like that just motivates people, you know, it just motivates them to do better and learn from their mistakes. So, and honestly, Uh, I will say for future, if they don't win it this year, then I don't think they're going to win it. That's mm, actually a pretty okay. big prediction. But yeah, I think if, if they don't win it this year, I don't think they will. Because okay. I don't know if if this is like Giannis's time to change. And I feel like if yeah. he doesn't change now, he's not going to change. So okay. I'll drop right. that. That if they okay. don't win this year, they're not going to win. <laughs> All right. I think Connor, Giannis... don't, don't say things like that. He might, he might not hire you now. Yeah. <laughs> Connor, Connor putting his real opinion out there now, not trying to uh, appease the Giannis with that statement for sure. All right. Let's get to Nate's final two polls here to wrap this up. Uh, I'll start with the first one, go kind of quick on it. Because uh, Nate, I think, would do a better job of talking about this topic. But. He said, which newly added player will have the biggest impact for their team in the restart? And his choices were Bull Bull, J.R. Smith, and Taco Fall. And he put other comment. Uh, only got nine votes, so can't really take too much into this. But J.R. did win the poll with 44%. Bull Bull was in third with 33 and 22 for Taco Fall. So pretty, pretty even poll split here. And I personally voted Taco Fall, but... You could make a case for any of these guys. Um, I would start to maybe make the case more for J.R. Smith because I've changed my pick to the Lakers winning the finals. So that means a lot. It's, it, the thing is, is you have to have a guy on a really good team because let's say the Magic added some G League player who uh, was the G League finals MVP or whatever. 
uh, just like lighting it up in the G League. Yeah, he's going to have an impact, but they're going to get swept in the first round or they're going to lose a gentleman sweep in the first round and he'll be done with the playoffs and just like that. So these are all players on good teams, which is good for Nate to do. Um, but I did vote Taco Fall just because uh, I think he can play the best out of the three. I think if I was looking at the three players right now, I would probably say Taco's probably going to end up doing the best. But that was my reasoning for the vote. Um, Connor, what about you? Yeah, I'd probably have to agree with you that it'd be Taco Fall just because I don't know how well Bull Bull is going to really transition into playing at this level. Um, well, he because... had some crazy good scrimmage games. That's, I think, why Nate put him on the list. Right. But it's just like, you know, once you really get into everything, I'm mm-hmm. not sure how well he's going to really transition. And the thing about J.R. Smith is that, obviously, you know, we talk about having the biggest impact. I think the late – I don't – I don't know if he's really going to create a bigger impact for the Lakers than, you know, they already have, like he's going to be there and yeah, he'll probably help a little bit, but it's like not going to be, he's not going to be the reason that like puts them over the top. I think, you know, Taco fall has the best chance out of the three of those to like, that was what really put the Celtics over the top was like bringing taco fall in was like, that was what propelled them. Whereas with the Lakers, you're no, I don't think anybody's going to be saying, Oh, you know, they, I don't think they would have won it before, but now they got J.R. Smith. They're going to win it now. So uh-huh. that's why I don't agree with the J.R. Smith. So I'd probably have to agree with Taco Fall on this one. Um, what about you, Eric? Yeah, I, I feel this. Uh, I agree with you guys here. I I don't think I there's really too much to add here. Again, like with the bowl bowl thing, though, like you know he's he's doing well in scrimmage, doing well in scrimmage games. But I like what I talked about with Kawhi Leonard and what the Lakers were doing earlier. I. I take zero you know I, I take zero I, I don't take the scrimmage game seriously at all so I'm just you know like earlier I saw where Luka Doncic I saw a tweet they're like he got a triple double just messing around I'm like okay but who cares <laughs> it doesn't mean anything <laughs> oh, oh my gosh yeah no one was guarding him and he scored points wow that's amazing yeah so I, I got rebounds yeah, too wow <laughs> yeah he got uncontested rebounds amazing so I, I I'm not gonna take into effect that somebody had an amazing scrimmage game that that means nothing to me so I don't know if Bulbul can really do well, well when it matters like Connor said I'll, I'll be curious though because he's yeah. an interesting dude and I mean I mean unfortunately J.R. Smith's name is kind of boring but the other two names on the list are really interesting so yeah I know <laughs> uh, <laughs> so but I mean I guess Taco Fall in my opinion would probably play the most minutes and could have the most impact so I would pick him but I I okay. don't know we'll see yep all right finally the last poll topic here for today's episode is which one of these bubble teams will claim the eighth seed in the West? The choices were Grizzlies, Blazers, Pelicans, or other. And the other would be either the Kings, the Spurs, or the Suns. And Pelicans won with 46%. Blazers in second with 31%. Grizzlies in third with 15%. Uh, just 8% for the other. Only got 18 votes. So once again, not a huge sample size here, but... You know, no surprise for me. I voted the Blazers. Uh, they what? That's, that's the thing, man. Is shocker. Uh, is <laughs> this isn't the Blazers team from the regular season? This is the Blazers team fully healthy with three quality big men in their lineup now with Collins, Nurkic, and 
Hassan Whiteside. And like I've, I've said this about Whiteside before, he's great and all, but he gets into foul trouble real quickly. And that was a problem for them is, is he would get into foul trouble and they'd have nobody else. But now with Collins and Nurkic back, I mean, Nurkic is, we've seen just a, just a little bit of what Nurkic can do. And he's going to be greatly appreciating this. We know Dame and CJ already. Carmelo's doing pretty good so far. Uh, Nasir Little's getting some more action, some more time. No Connor yeah, likes that. Yeah, guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and so I, I'm going with the Blazers. Damian Lillard is not going to let this team miss out on the playoffs. Uh, I'm just saying that right now. He's going to lead them to the playoffs no matter what. So uh, that's what I got to say. <laughs> Eric, <laughs> what about you? Uh, I agree with the Twitterverse here and I'm going to say the Pelicans. It's not because I disagree with anything that Zach said, but they have a really soft schedule going into the rest of the season. So I feel like they have a great chance to be able to move up and take the eight spot. I'm sure the NBA would love for Zion to get into the playoffs in his first season. So I don't know. I I just I feel like the Pelicans have a great chance. The Grizzlies are a team that I feel like is kind of overachieved at this point. Mm-hmm. And I do like the Blazers chances, but due to the soft nature that of the schedule that the Pelicans have, I I just something tells me that they're going to get it. But I if if I was going by preference, I would want the Blazers to get in because I am a big fan of Damian Lillard as well, even though they're my rival team of the Thunder. I do yeah. respect I do respect the Blazers and like them. So they would be my choice of who I would want to get in, but I think the Pelicans are going to get it. Gotcha. And Connor, give us the last thoughts here. <laughs> well, I guess I'm going to make this a record, and two times in a row I'm going to agree with Zach. Um, oh. I actually... <laughs> oh my god! You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with the Blazers. Um, one thing I will say that, you know, I said I wasn't going to, it was too easy of a lock to say that the Pacers weren't going to win. I am going to lock that the Grizzlies are not going to be the eighth seed. Like, it may not be, you know, it could, who knows? It could be the Kings, it could be the Spurs, it could be the Blazers, Pelicans. It's not going to be the Grizzlies. But I, even though they're three and a half games ahead, doesn't matter. It's not going to be the Grizzlies. So, but I definitely think it's going to be the Blazers um, just because of what Zach said with the big men and getting Nurkic back. I mean, kind of like how I was talking about that, like, oh, you know, with the Lakers, like, you know, you would never say that getting J.R. Smith would put them over the top. I think getting Nurkic back and getting everybody healthy, but mainly, you know, getting Nurkic back is what's going to put the Blazers over the top. I don't know if the Pelicans outside of Zion Williamson are really going to you know, if they have the, they do have a light schedule, but if they have enough talent to match up to what the Blazers have, and obviously the Pelicans are starting at a disadvantage behind the Blazers because they're one game, well, they're like one win behind, but they're like, you know, they're virtually tied. But the and the, and Zion's left the bubble and quarantine and all that, so he hasn't been with the right, team as much. Right. So, so I definitely think it's going to be the Portland Trail Blazers, especially if you know if Melo can also keep up what he's been doing, then. Like Zach said, I think, you know, I agree that Damian, like you said, Damian Lillard's not going to let this team miss the playoffs, especially when they had all the hype around them coming into the season that they were going to be, 
you know, a playoff team and that all the disappointment that they had, like, man, why are we like doing so bad? So I definitely think the Portland Trailblazers are going to get it. And like I said, not going to be the Grizzlies. So I like that. I like that a lot. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up this episode. Thanks for listening. And next week we've got a special episode coming back. So we're going to be doing division episodes now. And we're going to start off with the NFC North. And we've actually got a special guest plan to come on the show for that. It'll be Connor and I interviewing a fan of one of the NFC North teams. He's going to give us our thoughts on that team and the division. Stay tuned for next week and you'll find out. Until then, guys, be clutch. Bye. Peace.